If I offered to personally help you get your coloring book idea out of your head and into your hands in the next 30 days, using the exact same process that helped me create and publish my first book in five days, then leverage my status as a newly published author to launch and leverage it to create two additional income streams in less than six months, allowing me to make more money faster than relying solely on one-off book sales on Amazon or Etsy. And I did it with no formal art training or prior design experience. Would you be interested? Hi, my name is Rodney, creator of the Coloring Book Creator Podcast. My first coloring book, Never Too Late to Make It Happen, inspired me to launch my first paid membership community and online course and coaching program that has helped over a dozen first-time authors create and publish over 30 titles and counting while opening the door for a portfolio of additional income streams like launching a subscription box landing paid speaking opportunities and offline teaching positions, and creating online courses and paid workshops. So the only question is, are you next? If you answered yes, shoot me a text to 415-851-1222. Again, that's 415-851-1222 and says, yes, I heard you on the podcast and I'll respond within 24 hours with details on how to take advantage of this offer. Talk soon. You're listening to the Coloring Book Creator Podcast, Episode 8. And in this episode, we explore why coloring book creators resist taking consistent action in marketing their coloring books. Why do creators resist taking consistent action in marketing their books? You know, this is a continuation of the conversation started in Episode 7, where I asked the question, what if it wasn't about the book? If you haven't listened, I highly encourage you to do so after you listen to to today's episode. And if this is your first time hearing me, my name is Rodney Washington, a published coloring book author, and I have 14 years of marketing experience behind me, specifically around online marketing, all sorts of creatives. Generally speaking, as creatives, typically we struggle with marketing. And that's why I created the last episode of the podcast, which served as inspiration for this one that you're listening to today. Now, I've shared this with students of my Publish and Promote Your Coloring Book in 30 Days program. Um, What I've shared with them is that marketing is actually one of the most creative things that as creators we can do because at its core, we're natural connectors. And that's why, in my opinion, if we can get out of our heads about it, makes us such great marketers. You know, so many creatives, when we hear the word marketing, immediately start thinking about being pushy or salesy or aggressive. But here's the deal. When someone sees our book, we don't have to be any of those things. Assuming that you've created something, in this case, a book that someone actually wants. And assuming you present it to the right people, why wouldn't they want it? So there's no need to be aggressive or pushy. Actually, true marketing, again, is all about connection. And that's the focus of this episode. And connection starts first with connecting with ourselves. And that means we have to become honest with ourselves and asking us, asking ourselves, why do we resist marketing? And in my experience and in many that I have known over the years in all sorts of discipline, not just coloring books, The number one reason why we resist talking about our products is so challenging. And that number one reason is fear of rejection. Here is the best way to overcome it, in my opinion. 
We have to stop focusing on ourselves and shift to focusing and serving the people that need and or and or are looking for, in this case, our book. In a nutshell, if you focus on solving problems and if you're saying to yourself, your coloring book doesn't solve a problem, then I want to invite you to think differently about what your book means for your potential collectors. It is a well-documented fact that coloring helps to alleviate stress and anxiety and encourages relaxation and enhances creativity. So in my opinion, these examples is proof enough that coloring addresses a variety of issues. So with that in mind, if people are turning to coloring to improve the quality of their life, why shouldn't your book be one that they add to their collection? Now, with this newly reframed level of awareness on how your book serves the world, let's explore ways to reframe how you think about marketing, starting with the common misconception that marketing is pushy invasive, or something that you do to people. Assuming that you're coming from a sincere place and your book is something that potential collectors would truly enjoy, I feel actually it is more of a disservice not to talk about your book and not just your book. As I mentioned previously, communicating the benefits of coloring. So when that in mind, you have something of value to offer. And with that, moving forward with that, I want to talk about the three C's. Now, again, I talk about the three C's in my, again, my marketing program, publishing and marketing program. And those three C's are connect, collaborate, and create. I call them the basis for any successful marketing campaign. So let's break down the three C's one at a time. First, connect. Look at your product in this example, that would be your book. Look at your customer and any potential collaboration partners and ask yourself, who would this be perfect for? Now, let's say your coloring book is focused on young children, let's say ages three to five or perhaps six to ten. Obviously, your buyer would be the parent, grandparent, guardian of that child. But it also could be an aunt or an uncle, family friend. But let's explore who else could be a potential buyer of that particular coloring book. It could be teachers, daycare centers, babysitters, maybe companies that offer child care services, churches that have child care programs. But let's not stop there. What about bloggers, podcasters, YouTubers, social media influencers, magazines, subscription box owners? My suggestion here is that you make a list and keep adding to it, continually asking yourself who would be interested in this book. With that list started, let's move on to the second C, collaborate. The secret to creating a successful collaboration is for you to figure out a win-win for both parties. And you want to make an easy yes. Here are some a few examples of easy ways that you can present to potential collaboration partners. You could create a free version of your book, maybe downloadable pages. If it's a printed book, you could offer free pages in exchange for their contact information. You could create, say, like an online experience, maybe like a virtual color together event or something inside of a Facebook group. Better still, in someone else's Facebook group. Okay, 
you can offer a discount or special offer for those who purchase from both of your businesses. So say you collaborate with someone that has something that complements with your book. If the person that's present being presented here, they essentially connect with both of you. You can combine your offers together and offer a discount to that person who purchase, purchases the bundle from both of you. Of course, there's always affiliate opportunities, ways that you can offer your book bundle with something else as a thank you for someone else's program or product. Potentially, you could trade products or services of equal value. You could then perhaps look at taking over each other's Instagram or TikTok profile. This is a little bit more advanced, but this is something to explore where basically you go onto their profile page and you present something on their profile page in exchange for them presenting something on your profile page. You could write, a, if you're a good writer, you could write a guest post that you could put on someone else's blog or potentially go out to a podcaster. I have actually interviewed all of my authors who have gone through my program on this podcast. So if you now are familiar with doing podcasting, I recommend that as a way to actually get yourself in front of. And when I say podcasting, I also want to put a caveat here. Just don't think about going on a podcast that speaks about coloring books. There are very few podcasts out there, aside from mine, that actually specifically talk about books. But that's not the point. If you go back to what I mentioned a moment earlier about connection to see who is who is actually has the ear of your current audience. Let's say, for an example, that you do have a book around something to do with young children. I have one of my color, my coloring book authors that has a book that illustrates for children how they can explore different careers they want to do as they as they grow older. OK, there could be child development type podcast. There could be, again, same thing with blogs. There could be a podcast that talks about what to do if you homeschool your children, young children, activities they can do. So again, it's not specifically about coloring. It's about the subject that that particular blog or podcast talks about. You could come on and maybe guess right for them or be interviewed by them talking about that subject that benefits that potential collaboration partner and you being the person coming on to be interviewed just happens to be the author of a coloring book on this particular subject. Now, assuming that it's a good connection, it's a win-win for both parties, why wouldn't their listeners or why wouldn't their readers click on your link to go check out your book and what you have to offer? So again, take the mind off the book and start focusing on the audience and the issues that audience needs to be addressed. You come on and add to the conversation about that being you as the expert in this context, the published author of a coloring book on this particular subject. Okay. So again, it's not about you pushing this actual book itself. All right. You could also look at and participating in contests and giveaways. Many other, there's tons of coloring groups out there. If you want to stay in the genre of coloring books specifically, that always are offering, looking for, you know, books and things that they can bundle in with contests and giveaways. So that could be something you could reach out to potential Facebook group owners, present to them, especially if you know it's around the subject of what your book is around and see if you could maybe have your book put in as a con as a part of a giveaway. There's always opportunities to cross promote 
for one another. You can find another company, again, that doesn't have anything to do specifically with a coloring book, but could be a complimentary match to your book and see if there's a collaboration opportunity there. Don't forget about YouTube. There's all kinds of opportunities on YouTube. YouTube is growing in popularity every single day. Do a search on YouTube and see if there's maybe a collaboration opportunity that you can find there. And of course, I mentioned virtual events, which you can cross promote or in-person events where you can cross promote or present your book to someone else's audience. The bottom line is this. Businesses of any size are always on the lookout for fresh ideas and new ways to engage their current customers and bring in new ones. So if you can figure out a way to help the other party accomplish this while at the same time creating an opportunity for you, why not approach this person, this business, this blogger, this podcaster? At the end of the day, the worst that they can say, the worst that they can say is no. But you'll never get a yes if you don't ask. And again, if you're worried about rejection, the focus is more on you and not on being a value to the person that you're approaching. So again, that's why I brought that up as the first point. So let's explore an example here. Let's go back to our coloring book author who's created a book for children ages three to five or five to six. Now, what we know that many children this age typically attend some, not always, but some do attend daycare. And what do children who are attending daycare need to do? What do those owners of those daycare centers need for those children? They need activities. They need something for the children to do. So perhaps you can work out a collaboration agreement where you approach a daycare center, preferably one, possibly with multiple locations, and request to have a sit down with the owner, bring in copies of your coloring book and explore how you could arrange perhaps a less color together play date with the kids. Now, this is where this could work out logistically in, in terms of a deal. The daycare center could purchase copies of the book, or perhaps you can broker a deal where you can include the crayons and each child will have their own book and a personal box of crayons, solving the problem of art supplies for the kids and at the same time, coming up with an activity to keep them engaged. So if you see where I'm going here, you're seeking a potential partner to find out what they need. Then you see how your book can help them solve it. And here's the best part. Once you've done it once, it is not going to be too difficult to rinse and repeat it with other potential partners. This segues into create. How can you create packages, bundles, opportunities for potential collaboration partners? Again, ask yourself, what do they want? Do they want more readers for their blog or magazine, listeners for their podcasts, products for their subscription box, viewers on their social media profiles? Do they need a way to keep their current audience engaged at a live in-person event? Again, opportunities often present themselves when we stop focusing on what we want and shift to focusing on what the other person wants and how we can make their lives easier. Once you figure this out, then you can move forward with the third C, and that's create. You reach out to potential collaboration partners and present your proposed offer. And if they're interested in having a conversation, the two of you then work together to create the final offer that gets presented to either their audience or your collective audiences. 
Now, yes, I agree. It can feel intimidating to reach out cold to random stranger to propose an offer to work together. But here again, this is where you're not just asking for a favor. You're presenting an opportunity that's going to help their business by helping them serve their audiences better. So let's say that your coloring book is on the subject of anti-bullying. Ask yourself who would be a good potential collaboration partner. Make a list. Then look at what they have going on. Maybe they offer an after-school program for parents where they talk about the warning signs that their child is either a bully or is being bullied. You could propose to do a presentation, adding to the discussion, and of course, introducing yourself as the creator and author of a coloring book on the subject. I have another student in my program that's doing a coloring book on the subject of afternoon tea. So, potential collaboration partners for her could be tea shops, bloggers who write on the subject. When I think of afternoon tea, immediately my mind thinks of England. Maybe you could connect with a travel blogger or Facebook group that specializes in Great Britain experiences. There could be an opportunity there. Maybe someone is creating a subscription box on the subject of that your coloring book addresses. I recommend going and doing a Google search. I did one for this episode of the podcast where I entered the words subscription box with the plus sign high T and found several options. One company I found very quickly offers a monthly subscription box that offers their members members only virtual tea parties. Perhaps you as a coloring book author could create something similar, adding an additional revenue stream to your bottom line. So now you're not just selling a book, but maybe you now have a virtual experience that people can get with their book when they purchase it. The bottom line again here is this. As creators, we have got to start thinking outside of the box. And that starts with stopping thinking about that marketing is boring, hard, or that we're bothering people by asking them to work with us. As I stated at the top of the episode, if we resist reaching out to people, what are we more concerned about here? Bothering others or being rejected? And if it's the latter, how do we overcome rejection? Simple. Shift our focus off of ourselves and of being of service to them, to others. So even if you present an offer and indeed it isn't received, usually it has very little to do with us. It could be a myriad of reasons why our offer wasn't accepted, and that has nothing to do with us as a person. My suggestion is to keep your eye on the bigger picture by continually staying in a place of service, knowing you have a quality product and you're always on the lookout for opportunities to connect to good people so you can get your book into the hands of your ideal customer. So with that said, I want to encourage you to listen to this a couple of times. Start making notes for yourself. Who could be a fit for your book? Who could be a potentially good connection? Get clear. Let's recap. Let's get clear. Starting with number one, get clear about what it is that your book and who it serves. Let's start there. You can't connect anything until you're clear about who you're talking to. And that first step may be getting clear with yourself. How are you not putting yourself out there because you're concerned about or worried about being rejected or someone not accepting what you propose? 
Again, the fastest way to move out of that is start looking at who it is that you want to connect to. How does your book serve? Move on to the second C, collaborate. Look for businesses, podcasters, and social media influencers, Facebook group owners. There's so many opportunities out there and businesses right now are always on the lookout for new experiences they can create to keep their current customer base engaged and attract new ones. There is rare the person that is going to reject your offer if you legitimately research them and what they're doing and presenting an offer to them that's going to help them accomplish that. Every business owner, no matter what size it is, wants to always be bringing in new people and keep current ones engaged. So if you can present an offer to them that helps them accomplish that, why would they not listen? Okay. And then the third one is what can you create together? Once the conversation is started between you and a potential collaboration partner, how can the two of you create something together? Maybe what you present isn't exactly what they want, but there's some seeds there that they can work with. That's a part of that conversation. That's a part of that creation process. And together, you two can work out what the final opportunity or the final thing will actually be. Okay. So with that in mind, I encourage you to, again, listen to this a couple of more times. I'm going to put some resources to things inside the show notes for this episode. Go back and also listen to episode seven, where I talk about what if it wasn't about the book and use these in combination Whenever you're trying to either keep yourself motivated, listen to that episode, listen to this episode, and then go into action. Sometimes it can just start out with something as simple as just looking online to who you currently are connected with and not just online. Who is in your current sphere physically? There's We all are connected to someone or maybe ourselves with the church, a social group, a community center, adult education center or just individual people. If someone just pops into your mind as you're journaling about this or writing about this, send an email, send a text, give them a phone call. And the statement that I love the most is I'm thinking about creating and fill in the blank. I love to talk to you about this. If a name pops in your head very intuitively, reach out to that person. There may be an opportunity for you there. The bottom line is don't overthink this. Don't make it more difficult than it need be. Be very organic about it, very intuitive about it. And start reaching out to people and make that the main focus of your day to day activities is who could I reach out to today? Who could I email today? Who could I text today? Who could I DM today? Maybe you need to get clear about, again, your audience. Who are you talking to? What problems does your book solve? Again, it does solve problems. You can always talk about relieving anxiety, reducing stress, enhancing creativity. That's always the core that any coloring book offers people. And of course, education and entertainment. So from that perspective, I encourage you to get out there, start sharing what you have to offer. Think of it as sharing, not salesy, not pushy, not aggressive, because that's you don't have to do that. It's not even necessary to do that. If you have a quality product that people see, they will instantly instantly want to know more about it. And if it's a fit for them, they'll buy it organically. You don't have to push anything. All right. So with that said, this is Rodney Washington, your host, signing off. Lastly, before I wrap up, I would encourage you, if you're listening, 
as you're listening to this episode. I'd love it if you rate and review the podcast. That helps other people find the podcast. A rate and review and let me know and maybe do a screenshot if you do that and let me know. You can send it to me either on TikTok or Instagram. Uh, I'll have the links to all of that also. I'm getting very active on TikTok now. So you can direct message me a screenshot there or whatever. I would, again, would greatly appreciate it to help get the word out about the podcast and get it into more colorless hands. All right. So with all that said, thank you so much for listening. This is Rodney Washington, your host, signing off.